Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. And we're live. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to an edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. Sorry about last night. Here's the situation. I actually got stuck in court. Every now and then I have night court. And uh, yesterday it started at 5, but it ran. It was about like two hours and 40 minutes before I was done. So we were already past 7.30. And uh, I hadn't eaten dinner yet. So at that point, Kristen and I just decided to postpone it to tonight. Kristen, you look absolutely lovely tonight. And you've got a big smile on your face. Look like you're in a good mood. You are absolutely gorgeous. It's wonderful to see you as always. I love seeing you too, sweetie. I look, I'm always in a good mood. So, you know, you should clarify that. But thank you. You look absolutely gorgeous yourself with the salon quality hair. Which I'm finally getting cut next week. All right. Anyway, nobody tuned in for that. So, guys, check this out. <laughs> I want to talk to you tonight about the importance of overcoming laziness, but I started to write the sermon and I just gave up. So, Kristen, why don't you just pray for us? All right. Well, I'm getting kind of tired myself, so I think, you know, I think we're pretty good here, right? Try to see the sermon then? I don't know. What, what do you think? All right. I'll just do it. That was supposed to be a joke. It didn't work as well. problem is we don't have an audience. So <laughs> well, I think it worked. I Whatever. think people got it. Seriously. Overcoming laziness. Now, check this out. Because laziness is a topic that no one likes to talk about for a few reasons. I think, number one, the church doesn't talk about sin at all. And secondly, when it does, we talk about things like we know that, for example, you know, hatred and unforgiveness are wrong. We know adultery is wrong. We know stealing is wrong and things like that. We know we all have to get saved. But nobody talks about laziness. I think it's because, like, you know, we all want to say, well, look, we're not thieves. We're not adulterers. We're not you know, murderers, things like that. The sinners are bad people. We don't want to talk about anything that might like apply to us. Okay. But laziness is just as bad of a sin as many of these other things. If you read like the book of Proverbs, it, it talks all day long about, about how, how awful laziness is. And in fact, you know, I see it a lot. It used to be sort of the subculture in the United States that acted like it had this sense of entitlement, like other people had to, you know, provide for them. I'm not talking about people who are genuinely poor because, you know, they can't help it. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about perfectly able-bodied people who just don't seem that, who, who don't think like they have to work like the rest of us. They don't have to make good decisions. They don't have to save and do the things everyone else does. That it's always someone else's responsibility to pay for them. And it's becoming more and more prevalent. But here's the thing. Believe it or not, this was a problem in Jesus's time, too. In uh, 2 Thessalonians 3.10, Paul is writing this letter, and he's learned that there are a bunch of lazy Christians, okay, among the Thessalonians. And he said, don't forget that even when we were with you, we gave you this command. If you don't work, you don't eat. Now, we wouldn't think about that being like a Bible verse. We always think, well, you know, we're always supposed to be charitable, right? We're always supposed to be nice to people who don't have. It's like, no, we're supposed to be charitable to people who really need charity. We're not supposed to be charitable and we're not supposed to subsidize other people's laziness. And more than that, okay, not only are we not supposed to subsidize it, we're certainly not supposed to, we're not supposed to impose it on anybody. We even gotten this attitude 
that we can just create costs for other people. In fact, we see in, in America in particular that there's uh, just large numbers of people who seem to think it's okay not to raise their kids. And I'm not talking about people who, you know, you have a job and you have kids and you fall on hard times and and or, and then, you know, you have a hard time paying for things. That's one thing. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who just decide, you know, to act irresponsibly and have children without regard for whether or not they can care for them without ever any having any intention of caring for them. And then all of a sudden they're just instantly, instantly someone else's responsibility. Okay. You know what the Bible says about that? It says first Timothy five, eight, if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Okay, so this is not this is not a minor thing. And I'm not saying this to come down on anybody. I'm saying this because, you know, we can't just read like the the parts of the Bible we already know about, because there are a lot of parts in there that are specific to us. that are specific to problems that are very prevalent these days that no one wants to talk about. I bet you didn't know that verse about not providing for your family. I bet you didn't know the verse about if you don't work, you don't eat. But but they're both in there. And it's because the Bible one of the themes is that it hates laziness. And what you see over and over again is that there's this great parallel and indeed more than that, an overlap between laziness in your job and laziness spiritually. And, and likewise, there's a great overlap between being diligent and hardworking in your job and being diligent and hardworking in your spiritual life. Okay. The book of Proverbs is all about this. Proverbs 10, 4 says, a slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Now, these days, nobody is responsible for their own situation, right? It's always someone else's fault that you're in the situation that you're in. But the Bible actually says, no, that's probably not the case, okay? Proverbs 13, 4 says, the soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. So here you see, it's actually... Drawing that overlap I'm talking about between your work ethic and your soul, right? We don't think about that, but that's what it says. The soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing. So it's not just a matter of material wealth. It's a matter of wealth for your soul also, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied, all right? Proverbs 18.9 says, whoever is slack in his work is a brother to him who destroys. In other words, it's actually saying you're a brother to Satan himself because Satan is known throughout the Bible as the great destroyer. And so if you're being lazy or you're not, you know, you're making dumb decisions like you're dropping out of school because you don't care and you're just going to live off the government, um, even though you're perfectly able-bodied and the rest of the world owes you something, the rest of the world should pay for your this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, let other people work. That's for them. That's not for me. Well, yeah, the Bible actually says you are a brother to the enemy. Okay. Colossians 3.23 though says, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. So again, it's saying, look, when you're doing this work, you're actually conditioning your soul because you're doing it not just for men, you're doing it for God. So if you're being lazy in your work, or here's one that, that employers like me know about, let's say, uh, let, let's say you're going to work and your, your boss is paying you for seven hours a day and you're spending part of that time on Facebook, or you're spending part of that time on the phone, or you're having these long chats at the water cooler or stuff like that. Well, first of all, it's theft. That's number one. But you're certainly not working heartily. Remember, when you work, you're not just working for your boss. It says right here, Colossians 3.23, you're working for the Lord and not men. So you're not just stealing from your boss, you're stealing from God. There's this 
parallel that a uh, parable I should say excuse me that Jesus tells over and over and he tells it in a few different versions but it's it's of the people who are given different talents and talent is uh, back then it was a, a form of currency and in, in one specific telling of this Jesus says he gives 10 talents to one person and five to another and one to another and the person who had 10 returned 10 more to Jesus and he says well done good and faithful servant and he puts him in charge of of a lot of things the person who has five and gives him five back, Jesus says, thank you, basically. He doesn't say well done, but he puts him in charge of less. But to the person who had one and didn't and didn't do anything with, didn't invest it, okay, didn't give Jesus a return on his investment, Jesus says, you wicked and slothful servant. And we forget about this because we like to think of Jesus as this like nice, peaceful, hippie guy who just loves everyone. But he says, you wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown, you gather where I have not scattered seed, then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and in my coming, I should have received what I own with interest. So you know what he, Jesus does? Jesus actually takes the talent from him and gives it to the guy who has the most. Now, we're used to a system that takes from the most and gives to the least. But Jesus says, no, if you're not going to give me a good return on what I'm investing in you, when I'm investing you spiritually, when I'm investing you in terms of talent, I'm going to take it from you and give it to someone who gives me the greatest return on my investment. And this is what he closes with. He says, for to everyone who has will more be given and he will have an abundance. But for the one who has not, okay, even what he has will be taken away and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness in the place where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. In other words, hell. Guys, listen, this is I'm telling you this not to come down on you, but because this is this is not a minor thing. That laziness in your work ethic is overlapping with laziness in your spiritual life. It couldn't be more clear from the Bible, okay? And it is as deadly a sin as adultery, as murder, as theft, as anything, because God doesn't want to invest in you. Okay, if you're not going to make good on that investment, and if you're not going to be a, a good reflection to other people of the work ethic that he's that he's put in you. All right. So this is my message for you tonight. Laziness is no joke. Now, if you want to overcome laziness, the key to overcoming it is understanding that the thing that you don't want to do. Okay, maybe it's it's reading your devotionals in the morning. Maybe it's sweeping something your boss asked you to sweep. The thing that you don't want to do, remember, you're doing it unto God. And God is a rewarder of those who diligently pursue him. And just in the parable that I just showed you, that the person who returned much got even more, that applies to you too. That your choice is this, that you there's no gain to being lazy. There's only loss. But if you overcome that laziness, Okay, if you push through it by understanding, okay, that you're doing it for God and you're doing it for your, for the kingdom and understanding that God is a rewarder, all right, then you're going to rebuke that laziness and you're going to overcome the laziness and you're going to come into the fullness of what God has for you. That's my message for you tonight. Wow, that is great. Amazing. Any awesome. night that I can preach against socialism is a good night. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking that, you know, it's, but it's so true because you're so right about that. You know, there's certain sins or things that we think we put in cat, a category. God did like not tell us. the bad category. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, and then like, it's, it's kind of like uh, the parody on it would be is if, if you're at a church meeting, one person says they have that sin. Oh, that sin. And then you say, oh, okay, let me pick uh, laziness because that won't sound That's so bad. Or, <laughs> but 
it's so it's so true because you know and god lays out for us look at how when he made the earth it's different than rest we we can have time to rest we can have time to have fun we can have all of that it's a spirit that that is what you you really touched on tying it between the spiritual realm spiritual laziness coincides so many things show have a parallel in the spiritual realm and then manifest themselves in the physical realm because there's a harmony there that God has created. And work is a privilege because I know so many times I've heard stories of people saying, you know, that's another thing, procrastination really delves into that laziness, uh, you know, the opportunity that you have, making the most of the opportunities that you have and not just putting oh, it off. And think you about know, it. Diligence. Think about, first of all, you and I both have jobs and then we do this, which, you know, takes more of our time, which we're happy to do, but it's, you know, people depend on us. And so if we're not maximizing our talent, that's people, first of all, who aren't getting saved, who aren't getting healed of the, of, of what they're going through spiritually. It's also, you know, I'm also not able to finance. If I'm not working hard, I can't finance missions. I can't feed the poor, which is what I want to do. I can't tithe. I can't sow into the kingdom. And so it's not just you that you're hurting. You're hurting God's whole operation. And I got to tell you something, man. You know, we think of God as loving and forgiving. He's all those things. But if God will take away your opportunities and things that you're not using, the Bible says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the uncompromisingly righteous. Okay. And it's not just wealth in terms of money, though. It's certainly that it's also wealth in terms of opportunities and wealth in terms of, of, you know, spiritual blessings and things like that. If you're not going to use it, then you're going to lose it. And God's going to give it to people like you and I, you know, one of the things Kristen and I do every morning is when we when we're doing our morning prayer is we say god let us not have a routine day today and even when we are having a day of rest we say god we don't even want to have a routine day on our day of rest i mean we'll we'll relax maybe we'll just you know sit on the couch and watch a movie and take it easy to give our bodies the flesh a chance to recuperate but every day we want to grow closer to god and every day we want to do our best to make a positive impact in the world because you don't get a lot of days first of all okay and there are people who are depending on you that day. I don't see any authority in the Bible that says we need to take days off from growth, days off from trying to have breakthrough, and, and days off from being productive members of of, of, uh, of of God's family. I mean, yeah, rest is fine. You can you can rest your body, but I don't know that you should ever go into like uh, spiritual rest or anything. No. Like, you should never give it because I'll tell you right now, the enemy doesn't rest. <laughs> That's right. That's the, right. The Bible says the enemy uh, searches through, uh, prowls the world seeking who he may devour. That's right. And you know what? There's a definite uh, correlation for people who, yes, absolutely, there's time to have leisure, have rest, have vacation, all those things. But if there's a part of working, whatever God has called you to do, your purpose, that it's worship. You know, it's worship as to the Lord. That's what you just said. You know, right. it's so true. And and I've, I've heard so many people say that I'm so glad I did the thing that I knew to do when I had the ability to do that. And if they go through a sickness or a this or that, and they can't do that thing, they're like, I'm glad I did it when God presented it to me because now, or they're in a different season of life, of life or whatever. And for... Um, certainly for our moms out there who are maybe homemakers or whatever, if you are not bringing in an income for the family, that doesn't mean, you know, as, as your significance in raising those kids, maybe you're homeschooling, maybe you're, um, you know, 
everything, cleaning the house, doing laundry, cooking, whatever, that is, there's a component to that of you're doing it that to the Lord. You're, um, that, that work that you're doing, you're doing to the Lord. So whether you're, um, bringing in income for it or not, um, what God has called you to do, that is, is what Jordan's saying about, instead of having that mindset, doing it as, as worship to the Lord. And for I think sure. that there are a whole lot of people, there's all this, this trend in America, because I think we're an affluent society where people confuse leisure activities and things that are totally frivolous with, you know, career pursuits. I mean, these people go to college and study totally irrelevant things like underwater basket weaving and not just that we can go on a whole underwater basket. Well, that's an actual class, believe it or not. I did did an essay on it. But even these like totally silly things that aren't like career oriented and they can't, they get out of school with $200,000 in debt. They can't get a job in their field because it wasn't a career oriented field. And then it's, well, someone should pay back my student loans. And now that I've been irresponsible with with my opportunity, uh, someone else, uh, you know, someone else should have their taxes raised uh, to pay for me, because even though I've had all these opportunities, even though I'm a perfectly able-bodied person, I just chose to make irresponsible decisions, and now I'm going to impose these costs on other people. And the Bible says, well, that's actually uh, that's actually a very serious sin. And you, you know, like I said um, in Proverbs eighteen nine, whoever is slack in his work is a brother to him who, who destroys. So that's it's good. not it's not a minor thing. And you can see, you know, not just on an individual level, but you can see how it destroys an entire society. That's right. And I, I just thought we were on your other blog for a second. It was good, though. Very good. Yeah, I'm going to start dedicating more time to that, too, because I, I have like, <laughs> a lot of steam that's kind of building up here. <laughs> but it is. But that's the point. It all comes down to biblical principles. So that is so Where's good. our friend Peter tonight? I'm doing a great, like, semi-biblical show, and he's not here. I want to say hi to uh, uh, Vanjie Rabin, by the way, our friend Harun Amin, and uh, Bajendra Shrista. Good. I'm glad to see you guys join us. You know who I don't see these days is Fernando. I'm going to yell at him. That's right. What happened to Fernando? He was like every single night a supporter. Yeah. Oh, Fernando. Where did he All fall right. off the wagon? All right. Go ahead and leave some. Oh, Fernando did like, he did love our, our thing already tonight. So thank you, Fernando. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Pass. <sighs> I was you getting get... worried. <laughs> All right. Go lead us in prayer, love. <laughs> okay. God, thank you so much for who you are. Um, tonight we were talking about laziness, and I feel there is also a correlation between just just as passionate as we get about making sure that we're not falling under that camp. We also say, Lord, may we not have the spirit of grumbling and complaining. Feel like they they are relatives. They are brothers, laziness and complaining. Instead, Lord, help us to have the excitement and passion and purpose between what you've called us to do and with that gratitude. There may be things that some of our listeners tonight feel that it's not their dream job or it could not even be occupation focused. Maybe it's something else something they have to do, um, but they feel like they just don't want to. I mean, could be an exercise program. It could be, could be anything. Um, certainly even in our dream occupations, there's a piece, a component to it that is not something that we would normally say that we, you know, just love doing on our own, that we need your strength for. Um, most people, say that 90% of what they do, they do so they can get to the 10% that they enjoy. But 
In any event, Lord, we lay it at your feet. And first of all, we ask forgiveness for any time we've been grumbling or complaining about what you've put in our hand, what you called us to do. God, you've called us. This is not just, we have a kaleo calling, Lord. This is not just a, uh, may we never look at what you call us to do every day as a burden, as a chore. But just like Jordan said, we only have a certain amount of days on this earth. May we make every single one of them count. There's a day that we come to this earth, which is our birthday. There's a day that we leave this earth, the day the day we leave and go to eternity. But what really matters is what we do in between, what we call the dash, what we do in between that time. God, so help us to use every moment to glorify you, to bring souls to you, and to find fulfillment. Because when we put that, when we put it in that perspective, we will enjoy what you've called us to do. We will feel fulfilled and we will feel that worship. Lord, I pray for every person listening that they would find their strength, they find their calling, find their passion, find their joy in what you've called them to do, God. And and find that find that component to life. Not just another day to get up, not just another day to go to work, another day to come home, Lord. But another day to worship you and to do the great and mighty things that you have for us. Though no eye has seen, no ear has heard, what great and mighty things you have stored up for those who love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wonderful, wonderful prayer as always. Thank you. All right, Chris, why don't we do this? Um, you got your list there. We had a few come in late. So why don't you do the first five and I'll do the next uh, six. Okay. Okay, so we got Mohan, who has an unspoken prayer request. We have Sahir, one of our regular listeners as well, who has um, her daughter, uh, I'm sorry, his daughter, uh, that um, Manu is praying for a happy and satisfied life. Well, um, Manu, God definitely wants to give that to you. Saimi is praying for a job, family, and finances, and Swarov, another one of our um regular listeners says his mom has heart problems. So Lord, can I, before we do that, can I just say yeah. two things real quick? Cause first of all, number one, I want you to add to your prayer list. Our friend, um, I told you about who's in the hospital now with PTSD. Okay. And secondly, I just got to say one other thing, cause it goes to the laziness thing that we get so many prayer requests from people who just want a job that it kind of bothers me when people either complain about their job or they just don't do it diligently because we have so many people here who would just who are praying for your job mm. and my prayer. And then you can just take over. That's my true. prayer God, is that you start to remove people from those jobs who aren't doing them diligently. Okay. People yeah. who are lazy or people who are complaining, murmuring people who are stealing from their boss by not putting in a, in a full day or, or just giving, you know, 70% or something like that. Remove those people from those jobs and start putting our people here who are praying for these jobs in those positions. In Jesus' name, take it away, Kristen. I love how you are fired up tonight. You're not annoyed. Go ahead. I love it. <laughs> Mohan, Lord. We lift up Mohan and his unspoken prayer requests to you, God. You, We know that it, it may be unspoken. We don't need to know what it is. But God, you know what it is. And you care and you have a plan and a purpose 
And I just pray right now, I'm feeling that he just needs direction, God. He just needs to know that you are there with him. He needs an awareness of your presence and he just needs direction. He just needs to know what the next step is, Lord. And I just pray you hold, Lord, just comfort him. Any grief that he has, just comfort him in a grieving spirit. In Jesus' name, for Sahir, we pray for the daughter, Lord. Lord, heal her. Give her beautiful, long life, Lord. Let her follow after you and just fall in love with you, Jesus. For Manu, for a happy and satisfied life, Lord, I pray that you would show him your purpose for his life and you would draw him in. We all know that the number one, if there is a secret to a happy, satisfied life, that is to just follow after you and fall in love with you, God. So, Lord, I pray that you do that for Manu. Let him experience you in a way he never has before. Siamese for the job, family, and the finances, Lord. They all tie in together. Just surround that family, Lord. Break the spirit of lack and and open up the doors for the job that Siamese needs, Lord, for the family and the finances, Lord. Lord, you bring manna from heaven. Bring the manna of this job. And Swarav for his mom's heart problem, Lord, in Jesus' name, we lift up his mom, to you, God. We ask for your healing. God, there's nothing that you cannot do. Lord, you are our healer. So heal right now, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And for Aaron, Lord, and just thank you, Lord, that you are in control. Thank you for your healing, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good job, Kristen. All right. uh, So you left off at at Swarov, is that right? Yes. Okay. Saiz uh, says, Jesus Christ, in the name, good morning. God bless you, Pastor. Please pray for me and my family. Rebecca also says, please pray for me and my family. So did Javed. Nalini says, pasta, pasta, P-A-S-T-A, pasta. I am Italian, so that makes sense. Pasta, please pray for me. I'm okay. no. <laughs> Nalini says, pasta, Pastor, please pray for me. Um, I'm going through a lot. I can explain. Okay, we'll certainly pray for you, Nalini. Thank you for that prayer request. David um, says, thanks for your prayers. I've seen God performing miracles in my life. Now I request you to pray uh, for God to bless my marriage. I really love my wife and thank God for that. And Perry says, I think, all right, I think what he's saying is I'm very tense. Uh, Please pray for me. It's very serious. Please pray. Okay, Perry. All right. Oh, and one more. I'm sorry. Um, for Bajendra, and I think we've prayed for this person before. These are the people uh, who are in Nepal. They want to start an HBTC, Hebron Bible Training Center, five-month Bible training center in Kathmandu. Uh, we need land and building construct cost. Uh, please pray um, for your prayer request. All right. Father God, first of all, I'm going to go do this in no order. We thank you for Bajendra. We thank you for what she's trying to do in, in Nepal. We thank you that you are going to provide and that you're going to make that ministry prosper. We thank you, sir. We thank you, God, for Perry. God, he says he's very tense. But God, ease his spirit. Your word says, Jesus, that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. And so he shouldn't be tense. God, come come to him in power and just relax him in Jesus' name. Yes. For Rebecca, for Javed and fight for Saiz, who all just say, please pray for them and their families. God, we thank you for their families. We thank you for their intact families. We thank you, God, that for whatever imperfections are in their families, they are all made perfect 
in you. God, we pray, we pray the blood of Jesus on all of these people. And also for Nalini, God, who says she's going through a lot. God, bless Nalini, okay? We pray the blood of Jesus over Nalini's life. For all of these people, God, for, for Harun, who's just writing to us, for Vanji, for Bajendra, for Perry, David, Javed, Nalini, Rebecca, Saiz, Suarez, Sema, Manu, Sehar, Mohan, and Aaron. God, we pray the blood of Christ on all these people, on all of their finances, and all of their health, and all their relationships, and all of their, their professional lives, God. We pray that they are fully, fully prosperous. We pray that they're not the seed that's scattered on the hard ground and the rocks and the thorns. They're not the seed that just uh, it just just digs its roots into the surface and gets easily plucked up. We pray that these are the, these are the good seeds that are buried deep, God, that grow strong roots. Okay, and then sprout up and become very powerful trees. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 All right, Kristen, we uh, go ahead and uh, close this out with a call to salvation, please. Yes, if you'd like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is the perfect time. And do not put it off. We were talking about procrastination before. You don't know. We don't know what tomorrow brings, and so don't wait. You know. Um, Accept him now. He's calling. He's. If you feel him tugging at your heart, then let him in. So just, just follow after me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we're so excited for you. Send us a message or comment on the video. We want to know about it. Well, if we were ever to get letters, I'm sure we get a lot of letters about this show uh, because, you know, I think we stepped on a few toes tonight, but, you know, the we don't get to edit out the parts of the Bible we don't like. And, I, you know, we all kind of have this idea, I think, that um, not all, but there are a lot of people who have this idea that Christianity is, you know, kind of about taking it easy a little bit. And, you know, it's a kind of an easy life. It's like, listen, Christianity says if you do certain things, then things will go well for you. But Jesus doesn't usually and I'm going to a second sermon here, but it doesn't usually say you can kind of choose not to do these things and things will still be fine. It's like you can do the good. And if you don't do the good, it's the bad. And that was really tonight's message. And again, I'm not, I don't want to be misquoted about anything. I didn't say anything tonight about people who were poor by no fault of their own. Okay. Cause it actually wasn't even about having money or not having money tonight. It was about, about being wealthy, not about, sorry, not wealthy or not. It's about having a good work ethic or not. And you can be very wealthy and very lazy too. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you can be very poor and very diligent, although the Bible promises you that God will prosper you. Okay, the, the point is the point is simply this: God wants us to be charitable, absolutely, to people who deserve charity and the people who who need it um, by no fault of their own. And there are certainly people who God who who uh, come into bad situations because it's their fault, and God wants us to help them. Okay, get out to the extent that they're trying to get out of that situation. That's different. But I find no support in the Bible for this idea that we are supposed to subsidize people's laziness. And that was the point of my message. And honestly, forgetting even the whole economic part of it, the the Bible is very clear that slothfulness is absolutely a sin. 
And Kristen and I would be doing all of you guys a disservice if we did not call it out for what it is, that it absolutely, the Bible absolutely says that this is a sort of thing that actually it, it, re, it rejects your faith. Okay. It says you're as bad as an unbeliever. And, and it's something that I've worked against to, you know, because I don't want to be lazy and, you know, I overcome it. And it's something that I need to encourage you guys to overcome too. So this is what we call tough love. And, uh, you know, again, I don't do this to come down on you guys, but I do it because Kristen and I care about you and uh, we want you to, you know, have a good understanding of, of what the Bible provides for and, and what it doesn't. So, yeah. And, uh, you said about Bible and being conditional, you know, look at Deuteronomy. If you want to see how, yeah. <laughs> you know, here, if you do this, these are the blessings. If you do this, these are the curses. So, I mean, that's a good, that's a good book to be able to see it laid out right in print there. So yep, absolutely. All right, guys, listen, thanks for joining us again. Sorry. It was a weird night. And, uh, you know, again, I'm sorry about last night, but sometimes scheduling just happens. Wasn't laziness on my part. I was working very hard. Okay. <laughs> oh, Pastor Jordan, you gave this lecture on laziness. You couldn't even do a sermon last night. Anyone else who's doing three sermons a week yeah, on top of their full-time job? No. Okay. So anyway, seriously though, guys, we'll see you tomorrow. Oh, you know what tomorrow's sermon's going to be out? Uh, tomorrow's sermon is going to be about stretching your faith instead of stretching your dollars. It's going to be a good one. And um, it's going to be about Kristen and I, how we're actually searching to buy a house. And I think you're going to like the message. I'm going to be doing it from Kristen's basement, by the way, or her, if it's nice, that we'll do it outside. All right. So we'll see you tomorrow, Friday night, 730 Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, as always, be blessed and be a blessing. So if you're pasta, can we call you spaghetti, Jordan? That would work. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.